We have all been at school for the majority of our lives. Not only is that where we've learned how to write paragraphs and add three-digit numbers, but it's also where we learned about different cultures and some norms from society. Many of our childhood memories involve the classroom setting, or just school in general. As we grow up, school not only becomes a place where we learn the basics of knowledge, like proper grammar or finding percentages, it becomes this competition of preparation and determination to start the rest of our futures. Back then, if you did not go to school, your future had no destination to success. Actually, it is pretty much the same now. When our grandparents were in high school, their main priority probably was not if they could achieve their dream career. They were probably more worried about a date at the drive-in in a hot new convertible. Nowadays, a lot of Generation C students, who were the students born in late 90s or early 2000s, have basically stated that they were pressured about education and this had led to an increase on mental illnesses in America, most commonly anxiety and depression, and the depression leads to, unfortunately, suicide due to all the pressure from school. This is currently being passed on to Generation Alpha, which are the borns that are going to be after the early 2000s, around 2004, going on 2010, and up till 2025. This leads on to our question. What is going on in the education system that is affecting teenagers? Today, we investigate some theories that are most popular when asked a question. Social media. This has had a major impact to modern day and the change in curriculum, which will be investigated through some school districts, mainly the Los Angeles Unified School District. We will also be having some guest speakers on the show. Now to start off with some historical background. Education has been around for centuries, but most of the impact that we will be discussing is the modern changes in the education system. According to technical vocational schools, they say the U.S. government has led a number of initiatives on improving the status, with the most prominent being the No Child Left Behind program started by President George W. Bush. While this program does give the incentive and tools to propel students to a better education, there are many loopholes and drawbacks which have yet to be addressed. The Education Trust has been on the forefront of improving educational standards and focuses specifically on the partnership between K-12 education and colleges. To continue, Obama administration is working to increase early childhood programs emphasizing teacher training and recruitment processes, encouraging charter schools, and increasing access to college. Besides the federal government, there are many organizations that offer services to improve teaching practices, assessing at-risk students, and developing a stronger bond between schools, communities, and families. Another topic that was quite interesting that they mentioned was the fact that high schools in America tend to focus on students more socially more than academically and that is due to safety and bullying. To add on, high schools are starting to provide programs for students to benefit them in their studies. Another source, which is the California Department of Education, states, and I quote, educational standards describe what students should know and be able to do in each subject in each grade. In California, the State Board of Education decides on the standards for all students from kindergarten through high school. Since 2010, a number of states across the nation have adopted the same standards for English and math. These standards are called the Common Core State Standards. Having the same standards 
helps all students get a good education, even if it changed schools or moved to a different state. Teachers, parents, and education experts design the standards to prepare students for success in college and the workplace. The California Department of Education helps schools make sure that all students are meeting the standards. Since this change in curriculum, there has been a change in the subjects and requirements for students. For example, in the LAUSD high schools, that increases stress levels and mental illnesses. These levels of stress are similar to those of higher education students. By that, I mean college students. These new standards in California not only affect teenagers, but their elementary students who are learning material that before was taught above two grades above their own, which has caused slow learning. And with this, we lead on to Juliet, who will be talking about the impact of social media. Thank you, Joy, for that interesting context on some of the history for education and the changes in the curriculum. Besides history, we're going to move on into the more modern era. Many students have access to the GSM. Waste their time on it by chatting and surfing the internet for non-educative information. They're glued to their phones all day, making them lose their sense of time. St some students are also seen pressing their phones during classes and libraries. They believe their smartphones are catalyzed for easy assimilations when reading. Some even plug their ear earpieces and seem humming out of their songs they're listening to when studying, which reduces their rate of assimilation and active source of disturbance around around others. Students no, longer, students no longer know how to write long essays because they are no more read novels and storybooks. They may educate them on writing. The internet is full of short stories and write-ups with, um, with lots of information and students reading all of these will, will not have a real skill needed for writing. Also due to the nature by which messages and chats are written, students have indicated that habit of writing in shorthanded, constructive, incomplete sentences in a few lines, and this affecting their grammar, punctuation, communication, and writing skills. These effects may may of them in class and during exams and tests. And, and incomplete sentences are being written which may not make sense to the grammar and those lead, lead to failure. Examples of such a simple letter K instead of OK. Instead of because and so on, some students even forget how to spell correctly due to their constant use of shorthand when chatting. The social media also has have numerous positive impacts effects. Firstly, it enhances learning and education students with the need of the internet. Now have access to all forms of information. Nothing is strange to Google. No matter how the how old the information is, the internet serves to, as such lights to them. Some information that cannot be found in the libraries and research centers are now available online. The use of search engines such as Google and Google Scholar has helped many students in their educational life. The world is now a small place where, the, where there is a curriculation of knowledge and information. Education problems encountered by students are being discussed and solved online with the, made, with the help of online counselors. Distant learning is made it possible through the use of social media. Many universities are now offering online courses to the public. The social media has brought education learning to our doorsteps. No need for traveling and risking their lives to study. Options for studying abroad when in Nigeria are open to students for are not financially 
born to travel in other country. Lecturers now prefer assignments and projects to be submitted to their emails. Lecture notes, handouts, and reading materials are made available by the teachers online and downloaded by the students. This reduces the cost of making photocopies and risk of misplacing them, thereby making education easier. Now that we got all of that out of the way, let's move this discussion to, to a more personal perspective. Next, we have Priscilla, who will lead to two interviews to fill, to fill some results to our question. What is happening in the academic system that is affecting adolescents? Hey everyone, this is Priscilla Rodriguez on socio to go with the first edition of our podcast series. We are recording currently from Bravo Medical Magnet High School where we will be talking about social media and its effect on education. We're here with one of our current juniors. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Valentina Guevara and I'm really happy to be here, Priscilla. Awesome, thank you. We're happy to have you. So today we're going to be talking about just social media and, and your experience with education. So would you mind describing what your educational experience has been like these past 11, 12 years? Right. So I think I can say like any other student, education has just been kind of something that I had to do. And not until recently has it been something that I wanted to do. Um, for example, like from middle school and like elementary school, it was just kind of like, okay, this is the routine that I have to do wake up, go to school, seven hours or whatever it is, and then go home, do homework, and then the same routine. And I think at some point during middle school, it just seemed like too, um, too much of the same thing happening over and over. And I got really bored, and I was like, you know what, I don't really want to go to school anymore. But I think in high school, when I met different people that had a more creative approach to thinking and learning and actually not having to like memorize things but actually take what they learned and like use it i think that's when it became enjoyable to me awesome that all sounds really relatable i feel like on the most part with most students um so to add in our other topic of social media do you currently have social media yes i do and how does it go for you do you feel like it's affected your experience with education or school or um, tell me a little bit about that. I think definitely when I first got it, I think the first social media I got in was in like elementary school. Like in fifth grade when Instagram came out, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Let me try it. So I did. And I think at that time, nobody was really posting. It wasn't something too serious. So I didn't feel like it took up a lot of my time. Whereas nowadays, a lot of people post like pretty profound things like how they're feeling and stuff and sometimes it'll be like not just a sentence caption but like a whole paragraph caption so it's now like instead of five minutes on social media it might be like 10 minutes like reading the whole thing and then like you know like stalking the person like what's going on like you right. know I haven't been keeping track of them or whatever the case may be. So do you feel like it's become a big part of your daily life or just uh just the culture of our society in general during this time? I think that's interesting that you asked me that because just recently I was thinking about how people take pictures and I wonder if they take pictures for themselves or to share later. Right. Um, because I know sometimes if I just take a picture for myself, it's because I want to show people. And so I'm wondering like where, like I can always take the picture in my brain and just remember it. 
but I feel like there's a need nowadays with social media to like have to share your pictures so I know a lot of people are like oh when you go to a concert like you should just immerse yourself and not record anything or take pictures but I think a lot of our culture is very much like no I went there like you need to know that I was here and I want to show you what I did right it's it's um it's it's interesting that you hit on that point because uh just recently um I heard about this so-called phenomenon that that it it it's represented by the acronym FOMO fear of missing out right. where where people are afraid that that they don't know what's going on with other people's lives or that they're just going to miss out so um it's really interesting that you kind of brought that in because I feel like that's been a big part of society currently. So do you feel like it has altered your abil- social media? Do you feel like it's altered your ability to focus on school or to um, just in general excel? Um, I don't think it really affects me. I think maybe in at, at certain certain phases of like my life, it's been... If it's like a really bad time in my life, I feel like if I post something, I feel more um, need to feel like recognized. For example, if I say like, oh my God, I'm so sad today and I post it, I'll be like checking my phone. Like, did anybody say anything? Like, does anybody care? Mm -hmm. But when I'm happy and I feel like I don't need recognition from anybody, I don't really check it at all. Right. So I guess for the last question, um, it kind of just goes back to this previous question, but do you feel like you would be a better student if you did not have social media? I think... I'm not sure that it would affect me too much. I feel like when I'm at school, a lot of it is like the school policy where like if you get caught with your phone, like it's taken away and that's just how it is. I know at other schools it's different. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because of our school policy, I've become more accustomed to not needing to look at it. So I'm not sure that it would affect me that much at school. Um, But at home, I feel like... I also count, like, YouTube as social media, even though I don't post anything. Yeah. So I think I do spend a lot of time, like, on YouTube at home. Yeah. So I do think it would affect me if I didn't have it, like, as far as um, getting my work done at home. Awesome. Well, all, all of that is very valid and something that we're looking more into as as technology and social media continues to evolve but that is it for today thank you for speaking with us thank you for having me (laughs) and um, that's it for technology social media and its effect on education see you guys next time (laughs) 